The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed with host and author of the award-winning book of the same name, Lisa Lutan. Lisa has amazing tips to help you slow down, get healthy, manage your time, improve your relationships, and deal with stress. Now, here is Lisa Lutan. Hey, it's Lisa, and welcome to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed Radio, where you'll be introduced to my favorite health and wellness rock stars, Plus, you'll get tips that you can start using right away to feel healthier and happier. Today's show is all about motivation, in particular, self-motivation. Tell me you don't need a little bit more of that. I know I do sometimes. And I'm really excited because we're going to be chatting with Joshua Guerin, who's an award-winning health psychologist, author of The I Way to Well, Mapping the Seven Selves of Health Motivation, He's also a personal trainer, a health coach, and, drumroll please, a self-motivationalist. I love that term. Love it. Joshua, welcome to the show. Lisa, thank you so much for having me on today. It's a pleasure to be with you. Great. So I start every show with the Lisa's Five Ask Every Guest question. So here we go. Number one, what did you have for breakfast today? Ah. Oh. Love that question. That's you're the first person that's ever asked me that in any capacity. <laughs> I had this is great. I had a bowl of whole grain cereal, banana, and some berries. Mm, and what is your favorite form of exercise? My favorite form of exercise uh, is a home-based program that I designed that involves some dumbbells some resistance bands, and some body weight exercises. Ooh, I'd love to hear more about that later. What's <laughs> your, what's, this is actually a very interesting question for you, the next one. What's a habit you're either trying to break or add to your life? <sighs> a habit that I'm trying to break would be to continue to divorce myself from the psychological dependency on the gym. And when I say psychological dependency, it really is just that um, because I've been able to successfully sort of transition from the gym environment to the home-based setting for exercise. And um, I still feel this odd sort of um, uh, withdrawal <laughs> from uh, the fact that I, I've always felt that I could, um, I could get the input that I needed um, to, to uh, gain muscularity and things like that from the the equipment in the gym. And the truth is you really don't need the equipment in the gym to, to do what you're looking to do at home. So that's one thing I'm looking to break. Uh, one thing I'm looking to gain actually would be if we were to look at health from a three sort of, sort of three component sort of model, uh, diet, physical activity, and sleep. One thing I'm trying to gain is a better grasp on sleep regulation. Yeah, I listened to my interview a few weeks ago with a sleep doctor. Very, very, oh, very cool. helpful. Yeah, that Absolutely. was a good one. 
Okay, next question. How do you spend yeah. the first hour of your day? The first hour of my day is spent sipping on a cup of black coffee, um, giving myself a good 15 to 20 minutes, and then I actually do jump into my exercise at home. Um, I make sure I'm drinking water to sort of wake up my system, to stimulate my metabolism. But uh, yeah, that first hour of my life, my waking hour as first is, is exercise. Yes. Okay. And my last question that I ask everybody is, who is someone in your life that inspires you? Oh, wow. If I told you who inspired me, you'd probably be shocked. There, uh, there are very, there are really no um, popular health influencers. I'm actually deeply, deeply, deeply inspired by musicians because I'm one of those two. <laughs> so, Ooh, guitar, what do you guitar play? Player. I play guitar. I'm a guitarist as well. So, yeah, I have a uh, a little sort of a cadre of guitarists that are just so inspiring, and music accompanies me in everything that I do, in every capacity. Very cool. You didn't list that on your bio, but it's it's nice to know <laughs> I that. Didn't, I didn't. I've been trying for a long time to separate that uh, end of that corner of my world from my professional world, but the truth is they are inextricably linked, and I should definitely speak more about that. I would say so. So tell us a little bit about yourself, and how did you become a self-motivationalist? And is that a thing, or did you make that up? Because I love it. <laughs> I don't know if I made that up. I would hate to be taking credit for that if someone else used that phrase, but um, that phrase sort of came very naturally to me when I was trying to get descriptive about who I am. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a bunch of things, like kind of like if you threw psychology, fitness, and empowerment into a blender and set it on puree. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a health psychologist who explores that gap between our healthy intentions and the, the healthy outcomes we desire. I'm also a personal trainer, a health coach, and a, a behavior change specialist who truly believes that personal transformation really isn't about making changes to our behavior per se, but it's about adopting a sustainable, healthy lifestyle through ideals and values that we internalize. And in the grand scheme, you know, I've had a lifelong obsession with intrinsic motivation, the, the self-generated kind of motivation that just comes from within. And all that I do in my personal and professional life, I sort of kind of base my health philosophy on that old Arthur Ashe quote, start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. So tell me more about ideals and values, because that's not something we usually think about as, a motiva- as motivational tools. Yeah. So, you know, I talk about this, um, I talk about this in my book at length and, you know, the, one of the big problems is, and I guess, I guess the best way to describe it is really just to give you a little bit of an insight into the book. The book is a byproduct of my last 20 plus years as a psychologist, trainer, coach, and mentor in wellness domain. And through it all, I've worked with clients who've consistently struggled to adhere to their health goals. And their questions always say so much about their frustration. Why can't I stick to my nutrition plan? Why can't I stick to my workout? This shouldn't be rocket science, uh, but I just can't seem to do it. So regardless of my client's health goal, I've witnessed their motivation continually ebb and flow, and in some cases even spiral down the drain. But here's the thing. I can say with full confidence that my client's challenges with adherence aren't due to their goals not being specific enough. It isn't because their goals aren't realistic enough or attainable enough. 
the struggle is almost always due to their excessive over-reliance on external sources of motivation. People, places, and things in the world that have that magnetic charisma, but that kind of tend to lack that stamina to go the distance. And therein lies my focus on things like ideals and values. We need to... My goal, really, and the goal of the book is to help others to stop searching out there for the motivation that's already very much in here in our intrinsic core values that are really just waiting to be discovered. Okay, so truth be told, the key to remaining motivated to leading a healthier life is realizing that we've been holding that key all along. So, wait, I'm a little confused. So I work with a lot of women, and let's suppose, you know, they're trying to improve their diet or make changes, and they're saying because they want to feel better, they want to feel better in their clothes, they want to be healthy, they're not really relying on external sources, but yet it is still very hard to stay motivated. So I'm a little confused. Well, some of the... um some of the challenges that I've identified, especially in my work with my clients and that I discuss in my book, is that we have, not all of us, certainly not all of us, but some of us have an over-dependence, an over-reliance on some of these external motivators in the real world. And I'm wait, so wait, talk about are. what are those external motivators? Okay, so we are living in a world today, I'm going to give you the greatest example, um, we live in a world today where we are consumed by our social media news feeds. Um, it, depending on what you subscribe to in your social media news feed, there are some amazingly uh, charismatic uh, gurus, icons, uh, people that we give an enormous amount of power to. And let's face it, who can blame anyone for being so magnetized by some of those fads and trends and gurus and icons we see? you know, they're hypnotizing, they're polarizing to us. And some of them are, are socially accepted cultural icons. They can be powerfully seductive. Um, you know, the, the information they give us can assault our senses in such a way that gets us up, it gets us moving, and it actually inspires us to adhere to our meal plans and last to our workouts for at least a, a time anyway. But the problem is, especially the clients that I've worked with, they realize that over-relying on these influencers to sustain a healthy lifestyle, it can be a slippery slope because the potency of some of these motivators has a shelf life. And uh, here's really the caveat. Without another energizing motivator waiting in the queue, my clients have shown me time and time again that they feel unable to progress to the next step in their goal path. So there's like this big massive void to fill when that motivator simply becomes less motivating. So are you talking about the person who goes on like the latest celebrity diet or something like that and then they just don't stick with it or the or celebrity fit craze or something like that or yes. something more specific? I know that is exactly what I'm referring to 100%. Okay, got it. Okay, so those things don't work. They're not long-term sustainable. We have to move back to our ideals and values. So what are our ideals and values? Which particular ones are going to help us keep those habits or sustainable for a longer time? Absolutely. You know, a good thing for us to probably do right here is just to talk, say, like about the first, the first motive and ideal that I talk about in my book, which is self-determination. Self-determination is that high test fuel in our self-motivation engine. And at the core of self-determination is autonomy. Autonomy is about freedom. 
It's about volition. It's about that sense of self-directedness that drives us to internalize control over the outcomes we desire. So our desire for autonomy often begins the moment we experience those psychological pitfalls of over-relying on some of those people, places, and fads and trends that are uh, supposedly supporting our health objectives. So for some of us, um, you know, for some of us, it's about that unreliable uh, trend that we see in our news feeds. For others, it's about that unreliable gym buddy who says they're going to come to the gym with us and who simply doesn't show up. Uh, it could also be the moment that we confidently say no to eating lunch at that fast food place with our work colleagues, you know, and it's those first-time experiences where we make a decision to act in a self-determined manner that we honestly, when we feel a sense of freedom in our health choices, we're not, we not only feel more accountable for our outcomes, but we silently waive the right to blame anyone or anything but ourselves for our outcomes. So when we make a conscious decision, so, I'm so, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, so that's the moment we start taking responsibility for our own health. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. And, Got it. And, you know, the, the moment that we make a conscious decision to kind of detour from the health routes traveled by other people, we're less apt to get lost on the journey because we've jumped into the driver's seat. Got it. Absolutely. Yep. So what are some of those other are there motivational, motivational things in your model? I also talk about, well, we'll we, can, we can actually kind of like align each motive with each ideal. So every single motive, all seven motives that I talk about in my book have an associated ideal. So for self-determination, we talked about autonomy. For self-efficacy, we talk about competence. For self-worth, we talk about achievement. For uh, self-affirmation, we talk about integrity. For, uh, I'll give you another one, for self-concordance, we talk about coherence. And I want to be very specific. Uh, Each ideal and each motive that I discuss in my book has uh, uh, just um, a very empowering resonance about each of them. But I will tell you, if there's one, if you ask me to pick out one right now that is probably the absolute focal point of the book, it is indeed self-concordance, which uh, the associated ideal is coherence. And coherence in this case is ensuring that we make choices that truly resonate with a strong sense of passion and a strong sense of interest. Um, because if we don't adhere to the pursuits that we're really, truly passionate about, eventually those pursuits are going to lack that same power and lack that sense of resonance. So uh, eventually those things are going to fall by the side because they truly didn't matter to us in the first place. So do you think it's kind of like getting to the, our why, you know, our, our real why do I want to make this change? Or like when we can tap really into that in a deep level, is it something like that? It is absolutely like that. In fact, if, if you had to ask me, Josh, in, in 25 words or less, what is your true mission statement? It is about caring enough to filter out the fiction, to disregard the dysfunctional, to ignore the irrelevant, and to discover your why. 
Totally on the same page with you, Josh. Totally. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be going to a break in a second. But when we come back, can we walk through? I'll just come up with a scenario when we can walk through how these motivational factors could help somebody in an actual scenario. Of course. Absolutely. Great. Awesome. So stay tuned, everybody. This is so exciting. I'm here with Joshua Guerin. We're talking about self-motivation, and we're going to put it into action right after the break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you a busy, stressed, and hungry go-getter who knows what to do to get healthier but has trouble doing it? The problem with popular diets is that they were designed for other people, not you. Sure, they might work for the short term, but for the longer term results, you need a plan designed specifically for your unique body and lifestyle. How about the stress in your life? Do you ever stop and take a deep breath? Do you know what all this stress is doing to your health? Healthy living strategist and author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, Lisa Lutan will get you on your way with coaching, online courses and challenges, and even retreats. You will learn tips and strategies to help you calm down, get healthy, and make you feel and look better than ever. For a limited time, Lisa Lutan is offering a free 15-minute breakthrough session to help you get started feeling better right away. Just visit HealthyHappyAndHip.com to get your free 15-minute breakthrough strategy session. That's HealthyHappyAndHip. Yes, you heard it right. HealthyHappyAndHip.com and enter your info in the contact page. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are listening to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. Feel like sending an email instead? Send it to Lisa at healthyhappyandhip.com. Now, back to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. Here again is Lisa Lutan. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm having a great conversation with Joshua Guerin, who's an award-winning health psychologist and the author of The I Way to Well, Mapping the Seven Cells of Health, excuse me, the Seven Cells of Health Motivation. And we're talking about ways to stay self-motivated. 
Now, Josh, I want to take a real life example and you can walk me through um, what you would do in a real scenario. So this will help our listeners get a sense. So, for example, I, I thought long and hard, what is something that I'm struggling with? with motivation, because I'm a pretty motivated person. And I thought, well, one of the things that I'm having trouble with is I keep saying I'm going to disconnect from technology a little bit more. And I'm having a hard time doing it. Okay. So what we can do, we can literally take your scenario, and we could take each of the seven selves. And and again, what's most important about each of the seven selves is that they contain an associated ideal, a very empowering, motivational ideal that we're going to take and apply to your scenario. So given your, um, we'll call it a dependence on technology, would you call it a dependence on technology? I would. I would call it a dependence on the excitement of technology. Ah, can, can I ask what is so exciting about it for you? Well, I think there's an adrenaline rush, you know, like, oh, I got a text. It means possibility. Oh, maybe I have an email waiting for me that is exciting news. Or, oh, maybe, you know, maybe something exciting is going to pop up. So, so not something exciting. So there's an anticipation for, uh, an anticipation of something positive. You're actually expecting something positive. Yes? Yes. Okay. So let me ask you this. Is there anything about that element, about the anticipatory excitement, about the technology, about getting an email or receiving something, something positive? Is there anything about that experience that's actually uh, kind of uh, imprisoning you, uh, making you feel, what's making you feel dependent? Well, I think that I know that when I am on technology more, it's taking me away from actual live people. And I think that that's something in my values that's really important to me to be really present and there, you know, for the people. And also, I think that some of that time I would be really happy maybe reading or doing other things that I'm not doing because I feel like I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Great. So in some sense, it's, it's not making you feel very free. You feel like you, it's, um, the draw is so magnetic, so polarizing that it's, you know, it's keeping you away from doing things that you feel are productive, correct? Correct. Okay, great. So the, here's where we can start. One of uh, the very first one, uh, very first motive that we spoke about earlier is self-determination. So I, autonomy is the core ideal. So here is what I tell everybody or anybody in your situation who feels that strong magnetic dependency on anything. The bottom line is you are free, like 100% free, <laughs> whether you, whether, no matter how it feels. And this is a beautiful thing for what are probably a million different reasons. So the bottom line is to take every opportunity to, you know, really tell yourself that this thing, technology, is in fact limiting your freedom. You do not want anything, person, place, or thing, to ever limit your freedom. The the key is that you are fully in control of your destiny, and when you begin to feel that sense of uh, internal control, you feel exceedingly empowered. So it really is about beginning to divorce yourself from that dependency, but it, it really is a volitional thing. You really do have to make a concerted effort to, uh, again, disconnect. Do you, um, just a quick question. Do you, have, you, um, have you made any efforts to sort of power down uh, uh, after a certain time in the evening or anything like that? I have made some concerted efforts, you know, small ones. And, 
Um, but I don't think I've done it in a in a very um, you know a way that I would stick to it. Not like I've really written this down and go, this is my guideline. I think I've kind of said, okay, I'm going to wait a little bit later to start emailing in the morning, that type of thing. But not anything mm-hmm. specific enough. Okay. All right. So the second uh, motive that we talk about in the book is self-efficacy, and the associated ideal is competence. So somebody in your, in your scenario here, I would honestly tell them that the moment that they begin to make those concerted, regimented efforts to disconnect, this is, this is great in a certain sense because it's an exercise in competence for you to feel you have the ability to reframe away from the things that make you feel, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but there's something about your reliance on checking your emails and stuff like that could actually make you feel less competent over time because of how it's detracting from your, your focus on other things and stuff like that. So you're, by making an effort to disconnect at certain times to lessen your dependency, you will eventually find over time that you feel more capable, you feel more confident, you feel more whole. So, so literally, so literally, like setting boundaries, specific boundaries. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes, and you know the interesting part about that is that there's a very good chance that you've already begun to establish those boundaries. You just don't realize it because the bottom line is you're thinking about this, and the minute you begin to think about this, you're setting in motion a process that, again, it, it may not have taken effect yet, but you're in the preliminary phase of that. Cool. I like that. Okay, so uh, another thing I want to ask you as we go down through these, do you feel like you, your dependency, your reliance, I'm going to call it a reliance on technology. It's fine, don't worry about it. (laughs) Do you feel like it's getting in the way of you maybe achieving things? No, I don't think it's getting in the way of me achieving things, but I, I think that it's definitely something that, it's bothering me enough that I mentioned it. And I think I look at that as a sign. You know, why is it bothering me? And it doesn't feel healthy to me. Not just for mm-hmm. me, but for all of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I love the fact that you identified that it doesn't feel healthy to you because anything, regardless of what it is, that doesn't feel healthy to you, will impact your self-worth on some level. Even if it's an absolutely uh, unnoticeable level, if it seems so infinitesimal that it's just like not that important, it's still impacting your sense of worth on some level. So the bottom line here is you need to appreciate what technology gives you, but give yourself enough distance between you and the technology so that it becomes rewarding for you to check your email. It becomes uh, enjoyable, fun, and far less obsessive. And you do that, again, by making that first step to make those concerted efforts to sort of disconnect. But the problem is it's always enjoyable and rewarding. That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I love that, too, because as we get into the next one, I will tell you that the enjoyment, the reward factor... Sometimes it really is about reframing what reward actually means to us. For you, mm. the reward is in the excitement factor of looking, opening up that email with the hope that there's something good in there. But maybe, you're, maybe we're giving that reward factor too much power. 
Maybe mm-hmm. the technology has, has become such that, and the, the hope of positive reward in technology has become such, it's very, very, very powerful. So in order to lessen that power, what do you think might be something you can do? Well, I think if I check less often, there'd be more good news waiting <laughs> than little dribbles <laughs> of it. <laughs> it's that's like a, snacking a, instead of having a meal. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, great way to look at it. And, you know, somewhere in all of this, um, interestingly, we talked about self-worth a minute ago, but, you know, the next motive that we focus on is self-affirmation. And really what we're talking about is you know, what are you telling yourself about, tech, about checking those emails? What you, you've, you've um, sort of created a, um, a tape, a script, okay? So in, the, in that script, somewhere it's about checking my email and the hope that there's uh, something positive in there that's incredibly reinforcing and rewarding. It's going to be about editing those scripts. It's going to be about sort of like... Um, defragmenting your emotional hard drive. And it's, a bit, it's really about creating a new narrative around what it means to you to check that technology. Okay, so again, we need, we, need to reframe, <laughs> we need to reframe the reward factor. We need to edit those mental scripts. So there's a few things that we need to focus on when it comes to that. Okay, so another thing that you can really think about when it comes to these motives is... <clears throat> What if technology went away? What if it just absolutely disappeared and we went back to pre-internet life? What would that be like for you? Well, I I can't even imagine. I mean, I think I've done it on a vacation, but I I can't even imagine. It sounds quite peaceful, but it also sounds a little boring. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, the funny part about this is that we have become, it's become so ingrained in the fabric of our lives, technology, that we can't imagine what it's like without it. We also know for a fact that our lives would probably be, uh, communication especially, not nearly as efficient as it once was, obviously. Okay, mm-hmm. so there are certain incredibly positive aspects of technology that we, would, we should never lose sight of. But the truth is, you can continue to live your life perfectly um, in, in a healthy manner, feeling stable and good and whole, even without technology. And I, I encourage people in your position to practice as often as possible to create a structure where they do not rely on technology at all for X amount of the, uh, minutes or hours a day. And that will slowly help you to become less reliant on it because you will enjoy the beautiful moments uh, of, of internet-free life. Uh, you will enjoy those moments of not feeling that anticipatory anxiety about checking your email. So it really is about creating a, a new structure for yourself where, uh, and again, this motive that I'm referring to right now is coherence. It's going to give you an opportunity to focus more on the things that you are truly passionate about. So here's something that I know for me and also a lot of women out there, you know, when you have children, you really have to keep that phone handy because you never know when that emergency is going to happen. And they do. They happen. And so even when your kids are older and you don't need the same thing, it's a hard habit to break because you think as a mom, if I'm not there, I'm irresponsible. I'm not doing my job. Yeah. And, you know, there's probably 
next to, uh, well, okay, let, let's really break that down. If you're not there, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not doing your job, although lack of access to technology could make you feel that way. But in truth, uh, I'm only going to venture to get, are you a mom? I am. My kids are older now, but I think the habit started. Say again, the habit what? I think the habit started when they were little. I mean, they're a little bit older now. It's not the same type of thing. But when they were little, you know, it was just uh, you had to be on call. Now that they're a little bit older, it's not the same thing. But the habit's there for a long, long time. And I see this with so many women. Yeah. And I love the fact that you identified the habit factor. So it really, truly is about identifying the fact that this is a deeply ingrained habit and questioning whether or not that habit really has um, any true relevance to your life today, being that we're just going to use you as an example. Your kids are older now. Okay, so do I really need to check my technology as often as I once did? Because my kids are older now, you know, they're, they're less dependent on me. Okay, so there's a reality factor here that we constantly struggle with, but we need to contend with, absolutely. And honestly, <laughs> the underlying thread in my book has a lot to do with challenging irrational beliefs, challenging whether or not uh, we, we have these deeply ingrained habits that we simply need to sort of redefine and some of which we need to eradicate altogether. Um, but going back to your, your example with technology, it is a deeply ingrained habit in us. Uh, it's technology is here to stay. It can be incredibly addictive. Agree. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna fight you on that one. Well, we are actually going to take a break right now, but when we come back, we're going to hear more ways to stay self-motivated and change the way our narratives, our habits, and everything else. So stay tuned. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you a busy, stressed, and hungry go-getter who knows what to do to get healthier but has trouble doing it? The problem with popular diets is that they were designed for other people, not you. Sure, they might work for the short term, but for the longer term results, you need a plan designed specifically for your unique body and lifestyle. How about the stress in your life? Do you ever stop and take a deep breath? Do you know what all this stress is doing to your health? Healthy living strategist and author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, Lisa Lutan will get you on your way with coaching, online courses and challenges, and even retreats. You will learn tips and strategies to help you calm down, get healthy, and make you feel and look better than ever. For a limited time, Lisa Lutan is offering a free 15-minute breakthrough session to help you get started feeling better right away. Just visit HealthyHappyAndHip.com to get your free 15-minute breakthrough strategy session. That's HealthyHappyAndHip. Yes, you heard it right. HealthyHappyAndHip.com and enter your info in the contact page. Are you finding your frequency? 
It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are. In the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to busy stressed and food obsessed to reach the program today please call 1-866-472-5792 again that's 1-866-472-5792 feel like sending an email instead send it to lisa at healthy happy and hip.com now back to busy stressed and food obsessed here again is lisa lutan Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm having such an amazing talk with Joshua Guerin. We're talking about self-motivation, and I personally am getting huge benefits from this conversation. I hope you are, too. Before the break, we were talking about technology and my personal technology addiction. Anybody relate to that? I think there might be a few of you. Anyway, Josh is giving me tips on how to identify the actual issue and explore the narrative in my head and then go about ways of setting new boundaries so I can change this in my life. Josh, what else where we left off? You were going to talk more about this issue. You know, I, a great way to sort of um, 
a parallel to draw with technology and addiction and our behavior and, and, and eradicating dysfunctional or irrational habits. As we scroll through our news feeds, we unknowingly collect digital artifacts that we internalize and we gradually imprint those artifacts in our subconscious mind. They become part of the script we, we write. They become fragments on our emotional hard drive, like I said earlier. They become the code that kind of programs our communication, it guides our social actions, interactions, and it helps us to make sense of our world in some respect. When our processor, okay, when our processor is built on things like self-respect and authenticity and genuineness and passion, we might agree that positive input will lead to positive output, but the problem is that not all of our processes are created equal. So a question that's repeatedly come up for me is, okay, Josh, great, this sounds fantastic, but how do I, how do I develop a healthy processor? And it really does come down to caring enough to take the time to develop a highly selective filter, a filter that enables us to filter out the fiction, uh, ignore the irrelevancies that are floating around in our news feed that we are just so enamored by and so polarized by, uh, a filter that helps us to disregard the dysfunctional. And when we're able to effectively apply that filter, we're left with an authentic, genuine, purposeful energy that enables us to become the best and most honest version of ourselves. So how do we develop that filter? Do we filter out things that bring up negative thoughts for us? I mean, how do we go about doing that? This is a process, and it is one that absolutely begins and ends with caring. Putting, you know, the old time-worn phrase, make yourself number one. The problem is social media, and I'm just bringing this back to our news feeds for a second, but what social media has in some simultaneously enabled people to jump on a platform where they grab that spotlight and shine it on themselves just as much as social media has basically detracted from our sense of self-focus. Okay. So it's about caring enough to develop that highly specialized filter, caring enough to take the time to disengage from social media, taking the time to power down at a certain time of the day or night, for X amount of time, okay, and really creating some healthy distance. And when we do create that healthy distance, we really do develop uh, more of a platform, more time, more energy toward developing ourselves. And I will tell you, in all honesty, that new and improved self-motivated, self-focused version of ourselves can be incredibly addictive. So addictive that I tell everyone, manifest as required, overdose as desired. Oh, I love that. Say that again. (laughs) Can I just tell you, there are very few things that I say that I love, but I do love that. Manifest as as required, overdose as desired. Yeah. So without without running the risk of sounding like you you becoming this self-addict, the truth is we need to draw, we need to pull that spotlight back on ourselves. If we want to make healthy, informed, self-loving choices, the spotlight's got to be on us. So I completely, 100% agree with you on this because I always find that when I do slow down and when I do move away from 
the technology and the hustle bustle, I really do become my best self. And when I am my best self, I do my best work. I'm my best coach. I'm my best writer. I'm my best speaker when I really am that person. So I I think it's so helpful to make this connection. And like just for me making a connection that setting boundaries around technology will help me become my best self, oh. that's huge. Oh. Oh my goodness! I wish you could. I wish you could hear back what you just said. That is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> good. Oh, you did. Good. Good, good. Good. Hey, while we're here, you know, I guess it, this is a good sort of opportunity to share something else with you. The oh, I'm just going to sort of frame it like this: the guidelines set forth by entities like the American Medical Association, the American Heart Association, the U.S. Health and Human Services. They're all scientifically valid parameters for good health. These are evidence-based standards that establish a a solid baseline from which we can make informed choices and about best practices for achieving better health. I am not questioning any of this at all. My issue as a practitioner comes down to the fact that (laughs) I'm I'm exceedingly anti-diet culture and exceedingly anti-exercise culture, and here's why. Many of the fad diets and fitness trends that we see swirling on our news feeds, they place a glaring spotlight on what is wrong with us. Many, not all, but many of these fads and trends focus explicitly on our weaknesses and our deficits. And as a practitioner, I take a diametrically opposite approach to helping my clients. I I, want to position my clients for success, and we do this by exploring the pursuits that genuinely interest them. Uh, I help my clients to capitalize on their innate strengths by taking an honest inventory of what makes them feel passionate about their health, what fuels their fire about good health, and help my clients to forge a more intuitive, self-defined path toward better health, one that's all their own, and it's not the path that their friends are traveling necessarily. So I ultimately encourage my clients to listen to their authentic voice, the voice that tends to get muffled when those fads and trends tell us who, should, who we should be. And the funny part is I always ask my clients the same question. And the question is, do you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be? Well, that Wait person, a minute. Wait you know, a minute. Somebody else came up with that line. Yeah. I've heard that my, before. <laughs> that's not my quote, no. Uh, and I always say, <laughs> well, that, that per- I don't know who said that. I have to look it up. I don't know who said it. It's a good one. And I always say, that person is still waiting to be who they are, so let's go find them. Yeah, it's so true. And I I knew there's a reason I like you so much. I'm totally on the same page. I think there's so much. The moment we get into deprivation of anything, we just go downhill. Like, let's start. We've got so many great things. Let's just kind of focus on those. And I think for me, at least, that's way more motivating than focusing on all the problems, you know, or all the things that I don't like. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, I love the fact that you said just the deprivation element. Um, It's really, really critical because um, deprivation, in a certain sense, the the impact, the effect of deprivation can sort of uh, diametrically become addictive. We can become addictive to the idea that we are depriving ourselves of some something. so, yes, and again, when we look at the core of what drives us, we're talking about energy. So if all of our energy 
is going toward uh, the fact that we are being deprived of something. And man, that deprivation does not feel good. All of that energy is being depleted. All of that, that absolute precious energy that we should be using to focus on the positive. Wow. Lots of cool stuff. I think this, I want to hear more about your book because I guess all this is in the book and it sounds so amazing to me. So what is it that inspired you to write the book? As I said earlier, the pro- my book really is a product of all these years of really listening to my clients, listening to my clients bleed from their heart about the fact that, oh my God, I was just motivated. I was, I've been motivated for the last few weeks or last month, but all of a sudden that motivation is just dissipating and it's dissipating quickly. And after conversation, you know, it really does come down to the idea that most of my clients, not all, but most have been focusing on some external force, be it in social media, be it, be it somewhere out in the world that they have unknowingly relied upon. And I, I realized after some time, like, wow. So I, I had to take a personal inventory at some point and really ask myself, okay, Josh, how come you're not like that? How come you're not so inclined to focus on all that stuff. And the truth is, I grew up in a very quiet, uh, sort of rural setting. There weren't a whole heck of a lot of (laughs) positive uh, role model, uh, externally motivating forces out there. I was very very self-contained. And really, really, I think my sense of self-containment was what really began to push me to focus on the fact that, yeah, we are, we're, we're definitely immersed in pro-health messages today uh, from every corner of the digital domain, images of healthy bodies and healthy, uh, uh, yeah, healthy bodies <laughs> become embedded in our collective psyche. And, you know, it's the, the hot fitness model. It's the ageless wonder in the infomercials. These figures dominate the mainstream health media. We eat them, we breathe them, we live them. So for some of us, these motivators do possess this mystical power to instill hope in us when there is none. So we're very seductive and very polarizing. And really, the core of my book was to get people to see that, yeah, uh, these motivators have limited staying power. And when that staying power dissipates, if there is not another energizing motivator waiting in the queue, some of us feel unable to progress to the next step in our goal path. But luckily for us, and that means you, that means me, that means my clients, that means everybody. We have this awesome gift. It's our own built-in arsenal of self-generated, self-sustaining motivational forces that are alive and well inside us. They just need to be discovered. Their autonomy, their competence, their achievements, they are identity, they are integrity, they are potential, they're coherence, and they're all in the book. And I really tried hard to make the book as... Um, super user-friendly as possible, open, warm, loving, and hopefully uh, hopefully all that stuff is right there. Oh, it sounds amazing. Totally amazing, <laughs> especially, you know, one thing I'm noticing right now, like in January, there was that whole rush, you know, the New Year's resolutions, and people were super motivated, and now that February rolled in, people's motivation is not really staying there, and so... Is this the time that they really have to tap in and go back to that why and, and really start looking at their motives in a deeper way? Is this something that they can get back on that track pretty quick? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
anyone who is a New Year's resolver, okay, a, a, a chronic New Year's resolver, <laughs> a, re, a resolutionist, um, now is such a golden opportunity to break the cycle, the cycle that's perhaps been perpetuated for many years now. It's January, so it's New Year's resolution time. They could break that cycle. They could take sit down. They could take a deep breath. They could take a look in the mirror and really begin to inventory what it is, what their personal definition of health is, and really work from there. What does health mean? Most people who act on, and this is a fact, this is actually a piece of evidence that was called from research from the American College of Sports Medicine, most people who seek the services of a personal trainer or a health coach or a nutritionist or a dietitian have no sense whatsoever about what health is to them, their own personal, unique conception of health. So it's really about being completely, completely transparent with yourself and, and uh, really caring enough to really explore those passions and those interests and those, those true desires. And if you don't know what those things are, awesome. What more reason to explore them? Wow. Such great advice. Josh, let everybody know where they can find your book and, and also your website. Okay. Yes. I, my book is available on Amazon. Uh, it was published through Motivational Press in late January, available on Amazon. I can, you can also purchase my book through a link on my website, joshuagarinphd.com. Um, and I, you can, I really want to make it clear, I am here for all of all of the viewers, all of the listeners today, really, I'm here for you at every twist and turn in the journey. If you need me for anything, feel free to connect with me anytime via my website, via LinkedIn, via Facebook, via Instagram. I really, um, I want to sort of close simply by saying that, you know, if I have an opportunity to guide anyone toward becoming their true, intentional, meaningful, purposeful, authentic self, I am there. I've always believed that we, we have a gift to share, but it's not ours to keep. It's ours to give away. Sounds like the real deal to me. Joshua, it has <laughs> been such a pleasure. I really enjoyed having you on the show today. Oh, Lisa, thank you so, so much. I'm genuinely, genuinely grateful. Thank you. So, listeners, it's been a great session today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I would love for you to drop by my website, healthyhappyandhip.com, and drop me a note. Let me know what you thought of the show. Let me know who you'd like to see on the show. Or just say hi. Take care. That's www.healthyhappyandhip.com. And it has been a pleasure being with you today. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode on busy, stressed, and food obsessed. Did you get some great ideas from today's show? Join Lisa Lutan again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.